This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Son, if any issues, uh, uh, uh. sure. If that's what you wanted me to say, I will. <laughs> I will say I said it, my friend. Oh my god! Well, someone, someone had son of their issues fixed today. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Real quick, did you did you see any of our match? I saw. I didn't even see any of my match. A, okay. it was on NBC Gold. Ah, yeah. as was yours i believe yeah and uh and then also i was at work so um yeah i haven't seen anything i've read all about mine i've mm. read the write-up of yours i was watching mine on a live i was watching like a live update stream on mm-hmm. this is Anfield. so um yeah i have like ideas but no you're mm. you're gonna have to t- <clears throat> excuse me you're gonna have to like totally take the lead on yours and yeah, i'll just that's fine I mean, I, I've seen some of it, um, yeah. but there's one funny highlight I saw um, right after after we'd scored our second. I think it was about like the 91st or 92nd minute. Uh, one of our ball boys, I guess, got the ball when after it had gone off the touchline uh, and was just like kind of walking away with it. Like not <laughs> super obviously, but like the kid knew what he was doing. And like one of the Watford players came over and like, came up from behind and slapped it like right out of his hand and it's it's like holy shit and so like they showed a replay and then they came out of the replay and like one of the cameras was like focused on the kid and he like turned to someone in the back row and kind of like winked at him and it was like oh this kid's a ledge um proper bastard um, but then the the best part is uh, I just actually watched uh, Pochettino's press conference from after uh, when he met with uh, like the whole like group, uh-huh. and uh, somebody asked him about it, and you could tell he knew because you could see it in his face, like he's trying not to smile and laugh, and he's like, 
and he's like pretending not to understand what the guy's asking. Like, what, what, what? Uh, 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 oh, someone uh, forgot how to speak English. Uh, what, what, what? Oh no, no, I was, I was, I was looking at at the fourth official, and then I was, I was looking at Sonny, and and I, I did, I did not see it. I, don't, I don't know what it's talking. I was like, ah, oh, bless you, Potch. Bless you. Proper taken of the piss. <laughs> yes. Because, uh, I mean, we got to take the piss out of the English media sometimes. It's fun. Uh, that's what we try to do here every week on the Afford Affair podcast. And this week will be no different. This being episode 247, uh, myself, Edward Green, joined once again by my calling crime, Wes Bradshaw, from his new magisterial palatial <clears throat> estates. Welcome to the pod, Wes Bradshaw. It's like the, the uh, deluxe North Rocky Mount abode mm. of my childhood, of my teenage years. Mm. Delicious. Back, baby. Delicious Back. abodes. Um, well, uh, some teams return home, some players return home, as we'll get into in this uh, week in review. Uh, of course, the Premier League, for some reason, had midweek matches. That we're going to be covering. Uh, that's that's the Premier League week in review. Uh, we'll also talk a little bit about the EFL Cup semifinal that I didn't get to mention last Wednesday because that was also kind of a weird schedule where instead of Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but whatever. We'll also do an, a quick FA Cup review, uh, or as I like to call it, the really no no one actually cares cup. Um, so so we'll do that. Uh, we'll also have a little bit of news and notes. Not too much to talk about. Uh, also, gotta love timing. Uh, tomorrow is the transfer deadline. So, although it's, it's been a fairly quiet transfer period anyway, I don't know that much craziness is going to happen tomorrow. And there's some, there's some rumors out there, but there's no... Yeah. Yeah, you know, the best stuff on deadline day is the stuff that kind of comes out of nowhere. So That is true. I mean, you know, we can't we can't tell you anything about that, but um we might touch on a few of the little rumors out there just to see if some things happen. Sure. And then of course we'll end with the watch four and so raw. It's a it's a Royal Rumble edition of So Raw, right? Did Yeah, it's like I know what happens. I have yeah, to watch a second of it. That's not not out of not out of not wanting to. It's mm-hmm. just who has five man, hours, seven hours, whatever. Jesus, I mean, really, all I want to watch are the two rumble matches and the that's title true. matches. That's that sounds like so, all you know, cut that do. down to about three hours. <laughs> that's not too bad. Um, so we'll get that, of course. As always, the podcast is presented by NGSC Sports and NGSCSports.com. We never stop, as well as Alicia's pills and things. Uh, that superb owl is coming up. This weekend, someone reminded me today because I had kind of forgotten. Um, but hey, if what you the hell of an owl, too? <laughs> um, yeah, it's we, we, come, did, we care for one reason his name is Todd Gurley, yeah, and it's, it's actually kind of come full circle back with the Patriots dynasty starting beating the Rams back in 2002. Oh, 2001, I think. Was it well, it was the 2001 season, I think it was the 2001 season. But the Super Bowl was two thousand in two thousand two. Let's look real quick. Two thousand one Super Bowl. That was Super Bowl all the way back in old Super Bowl thirty five. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, Baltimore actually won in two thousand one. Yeah, so yeah, two thousand. Yeah, the two thousand one season. Yes, 
was that Super Bowl. Because I remember it was like the whole like 9-11 thing and Patriots and all that stuff. Yeah. And back then it was that plucky, plucky mm. little Tommy Brady. I can't believe I won, guys. Jeez, oh, who, who knew that he would basically become Darth Vader? <laughs> it's, it's, it's how it always works. He, he did kind of remind me of a young uh, Christian Haydenson. Uh, I might have totally butchered that. Oh, Hayden Christensen. That's who it is. I mean, he's he's basically Ronaldo. Kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but hey, back to the original point. Uh, if you want to celebrate and style this Super Bowl Sunday, uh, go to Lucy's Pills and Things and see if you can get some NFL-themed uh, furniture for your house today. That's Lucy's Pills and Things. You can find her wares on Facebook. Um, all right, so let's hit right to uh, the matches. Um, I guess we always go in chronological order, so I guess that means we have to start with the League Cup. Um, hey, uh, that Jesus happened. Christ. Excuse me, I'm going to put this down and go cook dinner for tomorrow night, I think. That's fine. Uh, the League Cup uh, happened last week. Um, Chelsea versus Tottenham in the second leg. Uh, it was a 1-0 lead for Tottenham that they brought into Stamford Bridge. Uh, but early goals from Chelsea uh, quickly turned it around. Uh, a bit of a fluke goal from uh, Ingo Conte, as well as a great piece from Ed Nazard, made it 2-1 on aggregate. Uh, but then Fernando Llorente, not the last time you're going to hear his name today, um, he scored in the 50th minute coming right out of the gates at halftime to make it 2-2, leveled everything back up. And then missed an absolute beautiful chance on a great piece from Christian Eriksen uh, that could have maybe given Tottenham the win. Uh, it went to penalties. Uh, Chelsea win 4-2 on penalties. Um, Dare, uh, Dyer and Lucas Mora missing theirs for Tottenham as Chelsea made all four of theirs. Um, which means Chelsea will be going to the final at Wembley on February 24th where they will take on Manchester City. Um so Wes, it's another another semi-final end for Tottenham in a cup run. Um, but this, of course, was amid a time period where they were pretty much losing people left and right. Um, and as much as it sucks, and it does suck, and this was one they, I think, tried to go for and, and really showed that they were actually going for, it, it, it is disappointing that if you think, man... Maybe a mostly healthy squad actually comes out of Stanford Bridge with a victory there because uh, Tottenham did look like they came out with renewed energy in the second half and, and looked like a, a better squ- squad for them maybe pulls out that win. I mean, Tottenham are basically getting slaughtered right now. Yeah. For multiple reasons. We're getting yeah, one. Gonna... We're getting some back, though, baby. Oh, Jesus. Um, <clears throat> but, you know... With this one, I don't. I guess the only thing people say, "Oh, why don't you play Christian Eriksen?" Because sooner or later, the guy has to have a freaking break if you want to finish it in the top four and get back yeah, in the played. Champions League. Eriksen played. Well, he did, but you know, he didn't start and play the entire match. Wait, am I right? Uh, on that? no, I think you're wrong. Well then, fuck my ideas. Yeah, yeah. I thought he'd been playing the NFL Cup. No, he played. Or was that the FA Cup? He didn't play. He he didn't he didn't even make the bench in the FA Cup. That's okay. That's yeah. one thing. That's one thing. Please excuse me. Please. That's excuse fine. Me. Um. Well, we'll talk about that, I guess, as well. So sure. I'll, I'll I'll come back to that point. Okay. That I was that's fine. Um. That that's why everybody's bitching they're out of the FA Cup. Um. I mean, but you look at it. I mean, this is a team that they're they're completely depleted. Yeah. I mean, you, you know. It, 
if you take Salah, uh, Mane, and Firmino off of Liverpool, guess what? We don't exactly click at that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just how it is, you know, and it, it, yes, it's a point where the lack of depth up front came back to bite them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some poor defending at times came back to bite them. But, I mean, it was just – it was a tough day at the office for Spurs. And you know what? They still got it to penalties. And then when it gets to penalties, it's it's a mm-hmm. crapshoot. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, they lose on penalties. It does suck. I mean, it sucks. You were you, know, you were 90 minutes away. You were penalty kicks away from going going to Wembley. Ooh, yeah. wow, what a trip <laughs> oh, boy. That would have been. <laughs> wow. I mean, getting that special opportunity that you know, once in a lifetime to play in Wembley, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, a chance to go to a final, a chance to lift a trophy. But, I mean, at the end of the day, what can you, how bad can you get on them? I mean, they're, God, they're falling apart physically, and they still get it to penalties over a Chelsea team, which is really, really, really floundering at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, um uh, it sucked. I was really hoping to see a Tottenham City final, see if Tottenham could go balls out, see if they could lift that trophy. But, I mean, at the end of the day, just not meant to be, and then turn around with the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Now, the FA Cup's a little more head-shaking mm-hmm. <laughs> just because of the opposition. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a tough week for Spurs. But, you know, I mean, when you're missing – I mean, when you're missing most of your attack – there's only so much you can really be expected to do at times. Yeah, so it's it's rough for Tottenham, uh, but they do they do bow out. They did give it their all. Uh, you must say, especially in the League Cup, they they certainly did go for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't they think I mean, anybody's going to just. I think they just physically came up short. Yeah, so so rough for them. Uh, but again, that final will be February 24th, uh, Chelsea versus Manchester City. Uh, and that's okay for Chelsea because it's not like they have Champions League football that they have to worry about in that time period anyway. Hey, gotcha. Hi-oh. Yeah, they have your. Hi-oh. Hi-oh. Um, so let's get to that FA Cup now. Um, oh boy, um, this this was you want to talk about slaughtering? Uh, this was a slaughter for a lot of Premier League teams. Um, there will be four replays because replays are still a thing in the fourth round. Yay! Um, including uh, Brighton. Not uh, finishing 0-0 versus West Brom. Uh, to do Middlesbrough and Newport County finishing 1-1. Uh, Shrewsbury and Wolves finishing 2-2. That is Wolves drawing 2-2 against Shrewsbury Town from League 1 and needing a 93rd minute goal to do it. And then finally, uh, or last two, sorry, uh, Portsmouth uh, draws 1-1 versus QPR. So Pompey will be heading to London for that replay. And then Brentford versus Barnett uh, will be a little bit later. That was a 3-3 affair. Very, very nice, fun FA Cup time. Magic magic there nice. for Barnett. As uh, as Barnett, of course, the only non-league side left in the competition, uh, they have a chance to advance. Um, but Premier League teams also did fall. Uh, Arsenal loses to United 3-1. Granted, that is a Premier League versus Premier League matchup. A lot of these were. Uh, Man City just blitzes Burnley 5 0. Watford gets past Newcastle 2 0. Uh, let's see what else because uh, we go through here. Um, uh, Everton loses to Millwall 3 2 on a somewhat controversial night uh, in London for uh, for Millwall there as they, they leveled 
on uh, interesting circumstances. Uh, West Ham, who uh, four two flatters to deceive that scoreline. They were down three nil in the first forty six minutes to AFC Wimbledon out of League One, uh, and that is a bottom At table, the bottom of yeah. League One, yes, <laughs> I mean, bottom table. Like- Wimbledon. It's not like we're talking the leaders of League One here. We're talking about like the worst team in League One. Mm-hmm. And uh, West Ham didn't get beat, as you said. They just got smoked. Yes, they did. Uh, Palace uh, beats Tottenham, as we mentioned, 2-0 um, in that one in Sellers Park. Uh, Chelsea gets past Sheffield Wednesday 3-0 thanks to a goal from a man they are desperately trying to get keep on in uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi. Uh, and those are your matches. Um, so as we look real quick before we get to talking about them, your your fifth round ties uh, include Bristol versus either Shrewsbury or Wolves. Uh, Wimbledon gets Millwall. So there's a fun match. Uh, Doncaster Rovers out of League One will be hosting Palace. Uh, either Middlesbrough or Newport County will be losing at home to Manchester City. Uh, Swansea uh, will be getting either Barnet or Brentford. Uh, Pompey or QPR will host Watford. Brighton or West Brom will be hosting Derby. And then Chelsea versus Manchester United. Uh, United playing a top six club for the second straight round in the FA Cup. The magic of the FA Cup. Um, So once we hit this fifth round, Wes, either, depending on how replays go, somewhere Mm -hmm. between five and seven Premier League clubs will make up the last 16. That seems like a very low number, but uh but uh it's it's been a very interesting FA Cup, shall we say? Um what and That's you, awesome, you know, with I mean, hell with teams out. I welcome chaos. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is this is the fun one as opposed who to the Who Cup. wouldn't love to see a final of Derby versus Shrewsbury? Ooh, ooh, you're speaking I mean, my language. I mean, besides the FA. <laughs> yeah. Uh but well, then they can shit, Nobody's coming. It's the magic of the FA Cup. They can sell it hard then. Um, but, of course, this is pretty crazy. I, I will say this, and maybe this will lead into some some of what you want to talk about or previously with Spurs. Um, we love Ian Dark. We love Ian Dark so much. Um, he made a comment, though, on, on the Twitter uh, in, a, in a little old man yells at cloud sort of way. from the, That's a Simpsons reference, kids. Um, the Simpsons what used to be a show that was really funny. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, Ian Dark basically said on Twitter, you know, the usual thing of, oh, it's it's too bad. uh, Premier League teams, the FA Cup, don't take it seriously, blah, 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 blah. And somebody was like, well, teams like to rotate. And, you know, finishing in the top four is very important for a lot of teams uh, that are playing. And and, and so it's, it's tough for them to do it. And one of his... One of his comments in replies, Ian said, was, yep, apparently it was very hard for Arsenal, Liverpool, and Spurs. And um, I'm, I'm absolutely paraphrasing that. But he mentioned those three teams, and I'm like, okay, let's, let's take out for one second the fact that all three of those teams you mentioned lost to other Premier League teams. Wherever they are on the table, they all lost to fellow Premier League teams. It's not like they. It's not like West Ham who just pulled a lose to League One. Those three right. teams lost to Premier League sides. Arsenal lost to a team that is arguably better than them in Manchester, yeah, lost, and they lost to like the hottest team in England right now. Yeah, sorry, that's that's okay. really rough. Uh, Liverpool lost a tight match 
to Wolves that they, yes, they did rotate on, but they were like six inches from a Shakiri free kick from being level in that in that exactly. match. And, and to, a team who, uh, to, to a team who's being called like, you know, the best promoted team ever. Yes. And then Tottenham coming in a stretch where they have to play 11 matches in, or sorry, four matches in 11 days said, well, we want to finish top four. So we got to take the two Premier League matches seriously. We're in the semi. feels like 11 matches. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, we're in the semifinals of the League Cup. We should probably take that seriously. When are we supposed to rotate our already depleted squad? I guess we're going to do it during the FA Cup. Now, that doesn't excuse the performance, but right. it's like, what else, what else are you going to do? Like, at that point, I, I, all of these losses, while not great, and certainly all winnable games, are all defensible. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's a shame that it, it shows what a catch-22 Premier League teams are, especially teams like Liverpool and Spurs and Arsenal even, in that if you go for it and you don't make the final and then you don't make the top six, it's, well, another down year for Arsenal or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. you know, Liverpool, they they fought hard in the FA Cup, but it cost them down the stretch and they lost the title by two points to City. Yeah. You know, wh- whatever. So you're either damn that way or... You you still try, but you rest your players and because you're trying to win the fucking Premier League. And it's, well, why aren't they paying more respect to the FA Cup? It's like, well, make make up your fucking minds. Like, right. like you, you can have one or the other. You can't have both. Thank you, Premier League schedules and English football schedules. Like, you can't do that. Personally, and I, and I will end my rant with this, I would like to just see them scrap the League Cup. I know they won't because money. Scrap the League Cup, start the FA Cup earlier, spread it out more, get this fixture congestion out because we're now playing two domestic cups in a time where the top teams are also having to play in the International Champions Cup. And that starts their season even earlier with matches that don't fucking matter. So you look at it, Premier League teams now have like two months off, maybe, between the end of their season and the start of the next one. Baseball players have four months off. NFL has like six and a half months off. NBA, I think, has like four or five months off, or three or four months off. Soccer players have like two months off. And and if God forbid it's an even number year and you're in the World Cup or the or Euros, like then you're just fucked. So it's it's too much. I know they can't scrap the League Cup because money, but it's too much. So that's. That's my fun piece I've had brewing for the last five days. What would you like to talk about, Wes? Well, actually, um, you know, my, my supervisor at work, folks, this is Eastern North Carolina. He's a big NASCAR fan. Yeah. And uh, we kind of jokingly said today, you know, well, you know, Daytona's coming up in a few weeks. I said, yeah. I said, it seems like the season just ended about three weeks ago. <laughs> I said, that kind of reminds me of soccer. I said, it ends it ends at the end of May and starts in August. Yeah. You know, NASCAR ends at the end of November and starts in February. So, <laughs> you know, those two actually have a lot in common. Yeah. That's about it. But anyway, <laughs> that's as far as it goes. Yeah, but, pretty much. Um, you know, where Ian Dark's coming from, English journalists especially, especially an older generation of English journalists they ha- and an older generation of fans, they have this view, and I see this on the Liverpool boards all the time, 
where you know Liverpool fans like myself, maybe a young this younger generation, mm-hmm. we're like, look, you know, we yes, we de-emphasize the two cups, but we're making a run at the league. You know, we're we're in the final sixteen of the Champions League. You know, mm-hmm. isn't that more important? And you get these old the old timers. Well, obviously, you don't remember when we challenging for all four. Why can't we do that? Have we lowered our standards? <laughs> and, you know, you, you just you want to look back and you're like, yeah, you know, there was a time in the 70s and the 80s, you know, Liverpool, I mean, Liverpool won the treble. They won the FA Cup. They won the league. They won mm-hmm. the Champions League. It was great. They had years where they won two, three trophies. And that was that's part of what built the Liverpool mystique. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Europe back then was not what Europe is now. It was, I mean, basically the entire tournament was home and away, home and away, home and away. Mm -hmm. And you played maybe, yes, you played about five rounds, but you didn't have the round robin. You didn't have all that before Christmas where, you know, you're playing six matches. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you didn't have TV determining oh you got to play this one this one and this one you know and and you're playing on wednesday and then Mm -hmm. saturday you you know matches were a little more evenly spread out most teams played on saturdays Mm -hmm. it was a lot more predictable to be able to do things also back then you didn't have city (laughs) you know starting an arms race you know you didn't have you didn't have the movement that you have today it was a different time Mm -hmm. people you know what you also didn't have in the 1980s? Have personal computers on every person in the world. Yeah. And by that, I mean that little cell phone that we all hold that's powerful than like any home computer that anyone had in 1985. <laughs> you know, it was a different time. It's a different, I mean, the, the sport, it's like all sports. Yes, they're basically the same now, but everything is different to an extent. Yeah. So you can't just stick to, well, you know, we used to compete for all four. Why can't we now? What's more important to you? You want to lift the league cup or do you want to take a legitimate shot and go win the league? Well, and or that's just like, a legitimate shot and go win the champion. And that's just like that Reddit post I showed you. It was the guy from Spurs saying, you know, oh, yeah, I remember winning the cup in, uh, I think it was 2008. And I remember yeah. about two months later, we finished 11th. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that was great. We won the cup, but finishing 11th really sucked. And it's like trophies can only do like those trophies can only do so much. And I think there's also a little bit of the, the rose tinted glasses thing with looking back at how magical oh, yeah. cup runs can be like that. Well, and you know, you get these, um, you know, you get these, um, uh, jaded Liverpool fans who were, well, well, Klopp hadn't won anything. <laughs> the last manager who won a trophy for Liverpool was Kenny Dalglish. Mm-hmm. King Kenny. We love the guy. He's a knight. He's our greatest ever player slash person to ever come out of the club. Mm-hmm. You know what happened the year he won the League Cup? We didn't make the Champions League and he got fired. But he won a, but he won a trophy. Hey. <laughs> you know, that's the last time we won. We won the League Cup. Great. Cool. We didn't make the Champions League, and we didn't for another couple of years. Um, it's just it's what it's become now. Football's an arms race. Yeah, you've got to make the money to put the top teams on the league, you know, on the field. And also, the fact that you now basically have a big six yeah. means every year two of the richest teams, most powerful teams in the world, are not going to make the Champions League. Yeah. At least two. I'll say that at least two. Mm-hmm. 
Because you never know when Lester might pop in and three aren't going to make it. Yeah. If you want to, here's the thing, especially for Tottenham, Mm -hmm. especially for Liverpool, basically, especially for anyone that's not United and City, because I throw Chelsea in there now too with the way Roman's pulled back on the spending. If you don't make the Champions League, you risk you risk losing three years if you don't make the Champions League. Yeah. Because you're going to Europa the next year. That means you're not attracting the budget's going down, which means you've got to fight harder to get back into the Premier League with less resources. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you're taking you're basically taking a three year dip to come off. I mean, look look where Chelsea are right now. Mm-hmm. Chelsea didn't make the Champions League for this year. Money was pulled back, and now Chelsea is fighting, scrapping, and possibly on their way to not making it again. Mm-hmm. They've got all kinds of shit going on there now. I mean, who's Oof. so great next year that's going to get them directly right back into it? Mm-hmm. Especially considering the fact that City will strengthen, Liverpool will strengthen, Manchester United right now. I mean, I'm somewhat terrified of United at the moment. Not terrified that they'll beat Liverpool. Obviously, they're not catching Liverpool this year. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified that they may actually figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. suddenly, and suddenly, Manchester is like the center of the world, and then the other four of us are just trying to keep up with those two. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me right now, Tottenham, and I'll bring something up that I saw was a very interesting point made this week. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, Tottenham do not have the monetary resources of City, mm-hmm. United, Liverpool, Chelsea, maybe Arsenal. Mm-hmm. They run different than Arsenal. Right now, the biggest thing they can do is get themselves in the Champions League and keep and get to the knockout round. Yeah, yeah, that's big. Get to the knockout round. Get as much income coming in. You're Someday you're going to get into the new stadium. Yes, one day. Someday it's going to happen. You will get into that stadium someday. Yeah. We promise. <laughs> At least Daniel Levy promises. Yeah. Someday. We'll see. Once that happens, I mean, I mean here's the thing for Tottenham. I mean, a few years going, I mean, you know, they've got to pay for that stadium, so it's not going to be, oh, we're in there, purse strings are open. It is crucial for Tottenham to be able to keep that top four status and to be able to keep things at least status quo. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is somewhat of a golden generation of players for Tottenham. Yes, it will be tragic if they don't win a trophy with this Harry Kane, Deli Ali, Christian Eriksen, Kjellman's son, um, you know, Vertonghen Mm -hmm. group. It would would suck so bad in the long run. But at the same time, if this is the group that maybe – solidifies the next decade of Tottenham football, which means that they become a contender, mm-hmm. which means that they have the resources and the means to put themselves firmly into the discussion with City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. Because, I mean, let's let's be real now. Up until the last few years, it's not like this has been Tottenham's birthright. Oh, no, not at all. You know, I mean, it's it's somewhat been the birthright of the, well, let's put it this way, uh, before uh, oil money flowed into <laughs> city, it was kind of the birthright. You know, it was. Tottenham, uh, I mean, they might pop up once in a while, but I mean, like you said, too, they finished. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, this isn't like it's a birthright for Tottenham. No, this has been Tottenham doing amazing business over the last decade and dragging themselves into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, now the thing is, they've got to keep themselves in this conversation. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> and as much as I hate to say it, because I have said I want to see Tottenham win a trophy. Winning the League Cup doesn't guarantee that you're staying in this top four conversation. Mm-hmm. And right now, for Tottenham, it is massive. It is so big that they keep themselves in the Champions League and get to the knockout round. And yes, that is not sexy. That is not romantic. That is not the spirit mm-hmm. of the Cup and all that good stuff. But right now, for Tottenham, it's, I just think Tottenham especially, mm-hmm. it is so crucial that they stay in this. I have 100% agree. Um, interesting thing I saw, and this is an idea for Tottenham, and it's one that they might not like to hear at the moment. And I don't know if they're going to be able to get it anyway at this point due to his contract status. But, you know, Tottenham maybe should have thought of doing something kind of like Liverpool did uh, with Christian Eriksen that Liverpool did with Philippe Coutinho, hmm. which is, you know, that, that right now – because Harry Kane's a different subject. You're not selling Harry Kane unless there's no other choice, really. Mm-hmm. Would Tottenham have been benefited to, yes, sell Christian Eriksen, who obviously is the kind of the fulcrum of that team, but if you get 100-plus million pounds for Christian Eriksen, you know, everybody, well, Liverpool sold Coutinho. Yeah, and Liverpool got Van Dyke, mm-hmm. They got Navi Keita, and they got Allison with the Coutinho money. Good trade. Yeah. Would it have behooved Tottenham to maybe think of doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. Where, obviously, opening up capital to go into the transfer market has been an issue for them. Mm-hmm. Would it have been, and could it still be in the future, you know, yes, you give up this fantastic player, this you know, this magnificent piece you have, but it can strengthen your team all around. Mm-hmm. That's just something Tottenham may need to think about. Let's like say you can just look at Liverpool and see where you know what that strategy isn't completely crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just Tottenham have to avoid kind of like Liverpool, the Luis Suarez sale. Tottenham have to avoid what they did in the Gareth Bale sale, yeah, yeah. and go by shit. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and for Liverpool, they were able to go and get elite players with the funds they raised for Coutinho. Mm-hmm. Where what we saw them do after Suarez and Tottenham after Bale was just go out and, well, hey, we got $100 million. <laughs> um, let's buy $100 million worth of players. We didn't say how good they got to be. We're just going to bring in numbers. <laughs> but, you know, if Tottenham could go and get two really, really good players who, you know, look at look at where Liverpool's reinvesting their money. They're reinvesting in guys ready to take that step to be a star, but are still young enough to have some development time. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of guy that Tottenham needs to look for. I mean, that is what Tottenham looks for, don't get me wrong. I mean, Tottenham's not going to go out and blow it on just hypothetically a 33-year-old Ronaldo, you know? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, or, or, oh, we bring back Gareth Bale. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's not what that, yeah, yeah, that's definitely not what they mean. You know, they need to go find one of those big time 24 year olds at Borussia Dortmund mm-hmm. who are ready to explode on the scene. That's the guy Tottenham goes and gets. And they can go get two of them, maybe even three of them with that money. So, I mean, it's just a thought out there. It was kind of thrown out there this week. 
could be a hill a, a solution to some of the problems for Tottenham right now. No, I agree, and uh, I I would caution against right now, Erickson, or having thank God we didn't sell him this January because. He's oh, yeah. pretty much our only body left. But I, I do think it's an interesting discussion to have. And as much as I would hate to see Erickson go, if we could reinvest that money wisely, I think with the amount of money we could potentially get for him, I think it would be it could be a great thing. Now, I will say the only difference I can kind of see with between Coutinho and Erickson is I think Erickson, as of right now, seems to still really fit what Pochettino wants to do. And I don't, I don't know that Coutinho quite fit that well. Coutinho felt, even though he was a great player, felt more expendable once Klopp came in with his system. If that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we've had that discussion before. We had that discussion right after he came out. I made the point. I said, I don't really think Coutinho's a Klopp player. Right. So, so I, I think there is a little bit of a difference there in, in whether it, how much you want to sell him. But I don't disagree with if you can reinvest that money, it, it might not be a terrible idea. Um, but I do love Christian, so that would suck. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a good thing to talk about. And, and we'll, we'll have to keep talking about it because Tottenham again will be going. I, I can't imagine they're going to win a trophy this year. Um, so that's going to keep coming up. Yay! Because I mean, really, right now they're the biggest one. The the I mean, the best chance they have, strangely to say, it is probably the Champions League right now. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, just just because I mean, it is still an elimination tournament, and mm. you know, Liverpool just. I mean, you know, now Tottenham got some help this with City coming back to the pack, Liverpool coming back a little mm. bit with their draw. But I mean, it just that just doesn't look like it's gonna. No, I terrible. I would rather if if if. If I had to just push for one, I'd to actually say, oh, we can win that. I would say the Champions League seems better. Um, Just because, especially like, even though Dortmund has been really good this year, I think Dortmund, depending on what team we can field, I think Dortmund's beatable over two legs from us. I mean, it's it's just going to depend on who's back for Tottenham. Yeah. And then then it just, and then after that, if you do get past there, it's, well, then who's left to to do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, because eight of them are going to be gone. Yeah. You get into the final eight. You guys get a chance to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. So that's our FA Cup talk, strangely enough. Um, that'll that'll happen around February 16th, that whole weekend, which would have been right after our first leg against Borussia Dortmund. So, hey, probably wouldn't have cared about that match anyway. Yay, Champions League. Can't wait. It's exciting. That's that's the big one. And then Just we'll- so you know, I've canceled my ESPN play. <laughs> good. You got value out of it. You got some value out of it, though. That's good. Sure. That's I watched Liverpool and Tottenham lose. It was great. <laughs> oh, we can watch Derby continue though. For get Fat Frank going on there. Anyway, um, let's Harry Wilson. Let's uh, let's uh, let's keep talking about the Premier League here, since we we, we should jump into that um, real quick. Since we've already talked a lot, um, real quick through some of these matches, we're definitely not going to talk about. Uh, Arsenal gets past Cardiff two one. Um, it was a late goal from Cardiff uh, in the 93rd minute that made it look a little closer, but Arsenal controlled yeah. it pretty well throughout. Uh, Fulham, nice comeback win for them with four goals in the second half to beat Brighton 4-2. It was an early Glenn Murray brace, but this was a game Fulham absolutely needed to win. Uh, and they they have given themselves maybe, maybe a fighting chance 
of getting out of the relegation zone at some point. Um, struggle, struggles continue for West Ham. I was reading before I came on, uh, Pablo Zabaleta hinted at some discord in the West Ham locker room, uh, with, uh, are not Marco Arnautovic, not, actually leaving but it looked like he was gonna leave for china for some reason uh but anyway wolves they're still really great they beat west ham 3-0 uh everton beats huddersfield 1-0 thanks to third minute goal from richarlison um and then on wednesday uh southampton crystal palace drew 1-1 wilfred zaha picked up a red card in that one uh bournemouth i guess is where we can start bournemouth spanked chelsea 4-0 and sorry threw his players under the bus again and shit's fucked. So, so good for you guys. I can't believe we fucking lost to Chelsea in the League Cup. But that's okay. Um, because holy shit, Wes, for I believe the second time in two or three weeks. About two weeks. Yeah, about two weeks. No, okay. So it's the second. So because of the FA Cup last weekend, uh, it, it, there was a week in between. But their last two league matches, 6-0 combined against Arsenal and Bournemouth. And two of uh, bus throws by Sarri. Uh, and so we actually haven't talked, I guess, since Sarri first right. threw his players under the bus. Now he's done it again. Right. Holy shit, Chelsea, again, if not for that League Cup victory against Tottenham, are completely falling apart, at least in the Premier League campaign, West, Something you were alluding to earlier in the, in the, in the pod. But they might win a trophy. Yay, trophies. Woo. Oh, never mind. They have to play City. They're yeah, fine. exactly. They're fine. <laughs> um, I mean, Bournemouth, I didn't get to see any of it. I just, mm-hmm. when I was keeping an eye on the Liverpool match, I flipped over. I was like, holy shit, Chelsea's in trouble. Yeah. Um, apparently, Higuain barely touched the ball today. He's, yeah. he's in. He's, and, I mean, with Higuain, it's going to come, you know, Somebody's got to get him the ball. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. is a, I mean, he is a definite scorer. We yes. know that. Yes. I mean, he's done it everywhere he's ever gone. Mm-hmm. And even when they say he's not very good, he's still banging in goals. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he got apparently just zero, zero today um, as far as any sort of service. Mm-hmm. And right now, a Chelsea squad, which, you know, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, you know, back in October, we're running right up there with Liverpool and mm-hmm. Man City as, oh, it's a three-team race. They're undefeated. Oh, sorry, ball is taking over. Mm. This was the best hire ever to right now. I'm almost willing to take a bet of sorry we'll see the season out. It's, it's weird to think about that, but, I mean, the, the way he's just – he might have just completely lost the dressing room in three weeks. It's a crazy – and that's the thing, you know, I don't think there was ever any, like, discussion of, well, you know, we need to get rid of Sarri. I mean, we always thought, you know, it was going to take Sarri a yeah. little bit of time just because he was going to turn over that roster. Absolutely. And I don't think that was the issue so much as just suddenly, shit, man, you, you can't lose the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you lose the locker room, then why the hell should we even bother with this year? They hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's sorry. has taken a lot of grief over Jorginho. God, you know, there's some guys who just aren't built for the premier league. Yeah. Jorginho suddenly looks like one of those guys, you know, I'm mm-hmm. some passes in, 
but he's not fast. He's not physical. He just doesn't do a lot of the things that you need your engine to do in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but he displaced in the, the position he's playing, basically forced out, I'll say it, the best defensive mid in the world in, in Gola Conte. Yeah, certainly the Premier he League. He basically yeah. had the best player in his position in the world. Now this guy, and so you're going to go play somewhere else yeah. where you're still good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you're, but you're nowhere close to the best player in the world there. Yeah. It's like, so instead of having the ultra elite of the so it's like, oh, I got a, I got a good one here. Um, and, you know, one thing with sorry, I mean, man, you know, what have we talked about for years? Like, oh, you got to get the other B. Brother, I'll tell you, I don't know if sorry knows what B is in the alphabet. Yeah. They play the same system come hell, high water, whether they're playing Leighton Orient or Manchester City. Mm-hmm. They're going to play the exact same system and they're going to do the exact same thing. The thing is, if they're able to beat you with it, then, I mean, if, they, if they're good on the day with it, they can be very tough. But, man, I mean, they are so predictable at this point. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's I think that's a lot of it. I think teams have just figured out what they want to do right now. Mm-hmm. quite have the personnel to just out-personnel you. Right. Like they have in the past. And, I mean, you know, people for the last few years have been getting on club and say, oh, you... Well, suddenly, you know what? He's gone and got personnel, and shit, Liverpool can play 4-3-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liverpool play a lot of 4-2-3-1. Um, uh, we've seen them go three at the back. Mm-hmm. All these things, and with Chelsea, it's 4-3-3, no, 4-3-3. Four three three. Don't care. I've got Golo Conte. Don't care. Not going to do anything to get him in. Don't care. He's going to play. He's going to play on the left. <laughs> and I mean, it's just to me, it is just freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's where they are right now. And you know, as for them, to me, I think right now Manchester United are definitely, I think, the favorite to get that fourth spot. Mm-hmm. I'm still not totally convinced on United, don't get me wrong. Sure. But I think I'm becoming just less and less convinced of Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah, that, that plays a part, yeah. And um, I think United are going to pip them to that fourth spot. And, whew, that'd be Chelsea and Arsenal missing Champions League for two straight years each. Yikes. Um, of course, you know, I, I believe both of them. So, I mean, there's still that out there, right. and that might have to be what it turns into by the end of the year for one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for Europa this year, you know, last year, you know, we talked about wanting to see Arsene Wenger go all the way to the final and lose. <laughs> um, you know, there is no Atletico Madrid sitting in Europa this year. Right. You know, there was no really, really good team that we knew who just – didn't happen to, you know, get out of their group this year. I mean, there's Napoli, but, you know, I don't think Napoli really gives that big a shit about Europa. Mm-hmm. Um, they never have in the past anyway. That was sorry. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think there's a chance, especially I'd say more for Arsenal than Chelsea at this point. Um, but I think there's a chance one of them could maybe qualify through that. But, man, I mean, you're looking at two of the biggest clubs in the world who for two straight years are not – are probably not going to make the Champions League. Yeah. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier with budgets and, you know, being able to attract players. And, you know, for Chelsea, now I think 
unless something just totally goes off at Chelsea or at Arsenal, Unai Emery's safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because I think he's done a good job with what he's had this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he just, he needs to be able to add, well, he'll be able to, there's the next question. But um, I think Emery's fine. Man, sorry though. Like we just talked about with, if he loses the locker room plus just the notorious Chelsea trigger finger, mm-hmm. I mean, Chelsea could be looking for another new manager, which means that all the money they pump to Jorginho, suddenly, you know, well, that's not a guy we need. Mm-hmm. $70 million back for him after this year. Well, and it's kind of the same thing about Higuain. I mean, this was, this is well, another Well, luckily coming over. Now, Higuain, oh, no, look, that is a loan. You're right. So that is, yeah, that's, right. You know that's helpful for them at least. Mm-hmm. You know they're not they're not uh, married to Higuain from here on out. Sure, but you know Jorginho. I mean, unless unless Sorry gets another job somewhere and <laughs> convinces somebody to stump up a shit ton of money for him, you know. So for Chelsea, suddenly it's another summer, another new manager, and another. Um, you know, well, we got to rebuild the squad again. Yeah, and now you've got the whole thing around. You know, we'll talk about a little bit. Um, you know, Callum Hudson Odoi. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that you've got these high end young players that Chelsea like refuses to blood in yeah. just because the trigger is so damn quick that I mean, I don't totally blame Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Sorry's trying to make it the next year. Win now. Win now. You know, where where Potch and Klopp and um, you know, Pep, those guys can sit and you know Potch can bleed in a Harry Winks. Yeah, or a Kyle Walker-Peters, um, yeah. Or Kyle Walker-Peters. Um, you know, Klopp can do it with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, Phil Foden, they can do it mm-hmm. at City. Uh, City's kind of a little different than those other two we just talked about. But, you know, Potch and Klopp are not worrying about their job mm-hmm. if something just goes wrong because they played some young guys. They're not worried about their jobs where, you know, sorry's over shit. You know, if I have a bad run, I might be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, even at United, you know, uh, uh, Louis Van Hall was given room to blood in young players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think if he had done it, Mourinho would have been given room to do it. Yeah. Um, I think even Solskjaer, you know, he's he's established, hey, Marcus Rashford is my number one up top. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with him. And, you know, we're going to live. And I think Solskjaer has been given that that um, little bit of leeway to be able to do something like that. Mm-hmm. But at Chelsea, I mean, God almighty, how many of these young players are going to leave Chelsea and go somewhere else and be good players just because they didn't get a chance? Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne, Mo Salah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, basically the two best players in the league last year. Yeah. You know, Chelsea just didn't have patience with them. This Callum Hudson-Odoi, there's been other ones who've gone. Um, now City, you know, you do have young players leaving City, but that's still for a different reason. Mm-hmm. That's not because that pressure of if I don't perform today, I'm going to lose my job is there. It's just, man, you know, we spent so much money on the first team, we've got all these world class players. Right. You know, it's hard to justify dropping an 18 year old in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm really starting to worry for the future at Chelsea. Um, it, it, it could, I, I don't think he's on yet mm-hmm. but after the last few weeks and with what's happened in the locker room if he can't turn around and he misses the champions league mm-hmm. i think we could be looking for a new chelsea manager in the summer absolutely crazy that and don't forget happen. everything that they had to ju- all who yeah or he was the guy yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah first day of camp it was still uh uh conte 
in training. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh my god, this is bizarre. Man. It is. It's crazy. Um, Tottenham with another uh, come from behind win, uh, just as they did about 10 days ago at Fulham. Uh, they win uh, 2-1 at home, quotes, against Watford. Uh, they had to come back from an early goal off a set piece from Craig Cathcart in the 38th minute. But in the final 10 minutes, they score twice thanks to newly returned Youngman's son, who doesn't have to play all the way to the final in the, uh, the Asian thing he was doing. And then uh, Fernando Lorente. He did something right again. Yeah. He won. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he won the match uh, with his head in the 87th minute for Tottenham to give them a 2-1 victory. Um, so, Wes, obviously big, big important match there for Tottenham uh, when you couple it with some of the other results. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just really the biggest thing I think it does is just is stabilize not not that the locker room was I think going to get out of hand or anything, but it, it is it's just nice for the the air maybe around the locker room to 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 get a little better after the the rough right. week. It just it calms down the narrative. Yeah, <clears throat> you know it gives you a few days where it's like oh god, doom and gloom. It's like no no we won we won yeah, it's fine. You know hey we play again this weekend, but yeah. till then we're cool things yeah. are okay exactly you know and then of course it, it helped that Chelsea did what they did. Uh, and United drop points, and mm-hmm. you know Every, everybody around them except Arsenal drop points. That's good. Yeah. Uh, one of those teams uh, is United, as Wes mentioned, are one of the hottest teams in the league, uh, and they they almost dropped more as it took them two goals in the final five minutes of the match uh, to come back at home against Burnley. Two uh, nil was the scoreline after Chris Wood almost improbably made it two nil. And all of us were dreaming, oh my god, is this how the run actually ends? The unbeaten run under Skarsgård? <laughs> with the Burnley at home. Uh, but United comes back thanks to a penalty in the 87th minute. And then of all people, Victor Lindelof, uh, the the not-oft-played player this year who came in this summer. Um, he scores in the 92nd minute to get United a point at home. And, uh, and Wes, this is another point where... You look at it the way they're creeping up again on that fourth place. This is one of those points after after Chelsea dropped all three points. This is a big point to keep United in that discussion, which they are now dominating for fourth place. It is. Um, and, it, you know, kind of a deja vu thing at United. You know, this has been called Fergie time forever. Mm-hmm. And it, during his playing days, uh, Ole Gunnar was <laughs> – one of the poster boys of Fergie time because he was, he was the super sub. That was his job. He came on the last 20 minutes and rescued you points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of fitting that, that they do get one of those um, here late. And, <clears throat> you know, for Burnley, I mean, they gave them everything they had. And at the end of the day, it was just, I mean, United found a couple of goals mm-hmm. and they were very well taking goals. Um, deserved, even though they did have to come, Everything I've read says it was a deserved point for United. Yeah. So um, um, they stay hot, if not as scorching hot, obviously not winning again. But, you know, they, they keep themselves firmly in the in the area to challenge for the top four. Mm-hmm. And right now for them, that's what they just need to be doing is racking up points and they keep it up. Um, so a good match from United. Good good draw. Um, when you come from two down that late, everything's a good draw. Yay. Big, big good draws for United there. Um, another United 
uh, may have just completely turned the tables on this title race, um, which, oh, if they had not done it, whew, the, the narrative would be a little bit different right now oh, in, cer- in certain parts of the world that are about 30 minutes from Manchester. Um, but Newcastle does the deed. Rafa, <coughs> what we thought on Tuesday was won the league for Liverpool. Um, yet again, uh, Newcastle, though, beats City 2-1. Uh, they got out early, City did, with an Aguero goal in the very first minute, just 30 seconds in. Uh, they took the early lead. But Solomon Rondon, with one of his few goals uh, coming on this season for Newcastle, picked one up in the 66th minute with a well-timed strike. And then Matt Ritchie with a penalty in the 80th minute gave Newcastle all three points. Uh, West City were, were wasteful in offense. Their passing has not been as crisp uh, as it has been, especially last season, but all of a sudden, City look beatable, and and not even like like this is of course coming after their like nine goal slacking <laughs> of multiple teams, and here they are, they go to Newcastle and they drop humongous points on the road. Don't you ever forget a green Rafa is a red. There you go. Uh, my favorite thing I saw someone say is I finally figured out how to help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but you know, the thing is, man, Newcastle often overlooked and for damn good reasoning. I mean, coming into the match, people were, people were, I mean, there is serious talk around Newcastle. Now, some things may have changed because it looked like they're actually getting players mm-hmm. in. Um, I mean, there was talk that Raffle was going to play before over and 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 no one would blame him for it mm-hmm. um you know severe you, you want to talk about funding yeah i mean it's it is crazy mike ashley's been trying to sell the team forever money into it um but it's crazy because hey i went out and hired you know what's known as a pretty elite manager in the world i went out and hired him i mean it's it's basically it's basically like hiring um, Richard Petty and telling him to go race in a Ford Pinto. <laughs> I mean, you know, what, what the hell are you doing? Here? Mm-hmm. But on his day, I mean, Rafa's Rafa knows what he's doing. He knows how to set up a team. Um, and sort of like we saw with Liverpool today, Liverpool earned from it like did. Uh, they score a goal very early and then just can't get anything else to go the rest of the day. Like Liverpool, they enjoyed the bulk of possession. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't find any, um, you know, couldn't find that final killer ball to get into the goal. And, you know, as I was watching the tracker on the on that match, I watched the team minutes on the tracker, and it's like, okay, when's it coming? When's it coming? Yeah. When's it coming? And suddenly when that thing went final, I was like, oh, my God. And, uh, I mean, it's... I mean, these are matches that <clears throat> regular teams, I mean, they lose. You can't win every match. You know, City City set such an unbelievable marker a season ago, and Liverpool are setting such an unbelievable marker a season that it's like when you do lose a match, people are losing their minds. Oh, how could you lose? But people fucking lose matches. I mean, either Liverpool or City is going to end up with 90 points this year. I mean, ninety plus points probably, and not win the Premier League. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's just an insane rate that these two teams are playing at. So it's hard to really 
tear into City after this loss. Okay, wow, you lost the match at Castle. People have done it for years. Yeah. I mean, you know, St. James Park can be a tough place to play. Is it always? No, because Newcastle aren't consistent for anything. <laughs> but, you know, on their day, I mean, and, uh, you know, City just kind of felt the bro. Yeah. City, they felt it at a time. So, you know, everything's sitting there in one and we are a, such a reactive, an extreme reactive society. Oh, yeah. That, you know, every every loss is immediately due. Mm-hmm. Every loss is immediately the end of the world. People just can't wait to see how anything plays out anymore. Everything is in... Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, and, and that's just kind of how it's going for City today is it's automatically it's the end of the world. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know what? City might not win the Premier League. They're still, they will still go to, they will go down as runner up if they don't win the Premier League this year. Because mm-hmm. once again, they're still going to score 90 plus points. Um, but it's just a tough day at the office. Uh, they, I mean, they scored in the first minute, couldn't get another one to go. It, shit happens. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and as you mentioned, Wes, that's, more or less not quite the same result, though, as what happened with Liverpool as they took on right, Leicester right. City. Uh, Liverpool scoring just three minutes into the match, thanks to Sadio Mane. Uh, Leicester had not even touched the ball before Liverpool scored right. their, their opening goal. And uh, and and that goal happened, and, and then Twitter informed me, well, well, these defenses, I, I don't know... Uh, don't know what they're in for today. It's going to be a it's going to be a wide open game. Neither of these defenses look like playing much today. And and blah 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 blah. blah. Final one 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 one. Thanks Twitter. Um, but Harry Maguire did pick out a goal in the forty fifth minute in the stoppage time there in the first half um, as he was flicked on and then uh, just easily gets it past Allison. There's just nothing really he could have done about that. Um, but Maguire does score to level things up and Lester leaves Anfield with a point and what could have been a seven point cushion in the Premier League is now just five. Uh, so West Liverpool do extend their lead over City, but not maybe by as much as they would have wanted to. Just the difference in those two. Right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's astronomical. Yeah. If you've got a seven point lead over basically have a three game lead. Mm-hmm. With fourteen to go, mm-hmm. um, instead, you know they've gotten lead at this point. Um, it's just that that seven gets you over the six mark, and you know it, it would have been. I think it's seven. It would have been a massive Liverpool letdown mm-hmm. that gets City back to that title. At five, we're still we're still more open at five. Sure. Um, that's it. You know, if you had said to me going into the week, hey, <laughs> you're going to actually gain points here this week. Oh, fuck yeah, sign me up. <laughs> it's just, once again, we're back into what I call, what we call the reactive society. The, the immediate reaction mm-hmm. is, you know, 24 hours ago, it's holy shit. All we got to do is beat Leicester and we won the league. <laughs> <clears throat> Which wasn't true by any means. It would have been nice. <clears throat> but now here we are. Suddenly we get a point. City loses a point to us this week, and we're pissed about it. Yeah. 
we're unhappy, we're pissy, we're throwing a fit. Um, but once again, if uh, if last week at this time, <coughs> when of course the world was falling because oh, we're out of the cups, mm-hmm. you know, last week this time, hey, um, you know, when with fourteen matches left, well, you're going to pick up a point on on City next week. Huh, sign me up, Buttercup. <laughs> you got it any day, all day. Sign me up. So, um, I mean, all in all, I think you got to say, hey, successful match day for Liverpool. We actually pushed our lead out farther. Yeah. So, uh, but for Liverpool, it was it, it was the same way. I think it was disappointing for City, as in, as you said, I mean, we came out like a on fire. Um, we had three. We had three. Very, very top flight chances in the first 10 minutes. That included the goal. Firmino mm-hmm. had a really good chance. I want to say it was Shakiri had a really good chance early. And those other two didn't go in and they kind of fell into one of those, you know, a little more attrition going forward. Um, we kind of let Leicester find their way into the match. Now, a very controversial moment, which would come back to haunt Liverpool just a few minutes later. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Maguire, slab head. As the Anfield Rev called him, the uh, mattress-headed motherfucker. <laughs> um, he took down Mane, sprung Mane on a one-on-one break. Mm-hmm. Harry Maguire took him down near midfield maliciously. He got a yellow card for it. A lot of people were screaming that should have been red, just based on the fact that he was the last. He was the last one. Mm-hmm. You know the old that last line of defense. You know, last man back. If you Potentially take somebody down. That supposed by letter of the law, that's a red card. I didn't see it, so I'm I'm not going to go into it heavy. Mm-hmm. But that would play a, a obviously a big moment, as in a few minutes later, just before halftime, Harry Maguire rises up and equalizes yeah. with a header. Yeah, which there's a red head, a red card. So, um, you know, Liverpool can feel a little hard done by that. That said, uh, Andy Robertson gave away a terrible, terrible. No need on God's green earth for it foul mm-hmm. that led to the free kick that led to that goal going in. So, you know, Andy Robertson, folks, he is human. <gasps> he is human. Scottish Superman. There is there is a little humanity. Um, Liverpool did have a, uh, what I understand, a pretty big shout for a penalty in the second half. Uh, Navi Kata getting in the box uh, as he's getting ready to shoot to possibly take the lead. He gets taken down. Uh, no call. And Liverpool were unable to find a, a winner on the day, a 1-1 draw. Uh, from what I read, Liverpool were just, after that really hot start, they were just abject when it came to passing the ball around. Didn't look good one bit. Um, a lot of people were saying that the field was not in great shape today. Mm-hmm. Once again, didn't see it, but, but like um, now it was snowing and bleeding today in the yeah. north. Uh, it may have been as well in the south. <laughs> but um, they said it was raining and sleeting, and that the sleet seemed to have a, an effect on the playing surface. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> I mean, the other day, no excuses. You know, you've got to take your chances when you get them. And Liverpool should be going out at home and beating Leicester. Sure. So they got no one to blame with themselves. But once again, end of the day, you picked up a point after match day, whatever number this was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not counting. Twenty-four. Uh, but Twenty-four. But here you are. I mean. If you're a Liverpool fan, what more did you ask for other than two more points? Uh, 14 14 matches to go on the season. I know Liverpool – well, are are Liverpool setting the all-time pace at this point? 
Uh, let's see. What? Let me. Let me. Let me I mean, me. there was a point where they had the best start in Premier League history. Let's let's see something here. Sixty-one divided by twenty-four. Okay. Two point five. I remember two point five four two. Two point five four two times thirty-eight. Okay, so if they, given their average points per game right now after today's uh-huh. match, if they continued at that pace the rest of the season, they would finish around ninety-six to ninety-seven points. Okay, 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 okay. So they're not quite on the pace of yeah. a city a year ago. But they're very but, close. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're looking at maybe a hundred points. <laughs> yeah, they would be the second most points all time. Yeah, seriously. I mean, yeah, if they can continue at that pace, or maybe they beat that pace, who knows? But, you know, with that, you would expect, and as good as they've been at home this year, it was just, it was a disappointing all around performance for Liverpool. That said, we've had disappointing performances where we've gotten the mm-hmm. ball. Today, Liverpool, maybe a little unlucky not to get all three, but maybe at times also lucky not to lose all three. Sure. So, um, you know, with a city loss, man, take your point. Take your point and get ready for West Ham. Yeah, <laughs> That's all I can say. Take the point. We got West Ham Monday. I'll live with it. Yeah, West Ham not, not looking so good right now. West Ham. West Ham. So going on to that schedule as we look ahead here on the weekend, uh, Tottenham's right back to it against that Newcastle team. Uh, that'll be at 7.30 a.m. on Saturday morning. Uh, at 10 a.m. you get Chelsea versus Huddersfield. Oof, they lose to Huddersfield. Uh, you also get Everton versus Wolves, Palace versus Fulham, Burnley versus Southampton, Brighton versus Watford. And then at 12.30, you get Cardiff versus Bournemouth. <sighs> yeah. yeah. On Sunday at 9 o'clock, you get Leicester versus Manchester United. That could actually be kind of an interesting match now. And then at 11.30, Man City will be hosting Arsenal uh, to see if they can make up some ground. And then at 3 o'clock, West Ham does host Liverpool at the London Stadium. Whew, that that could be that'll be a, that That'll be a Monday match. Yes, it will. Uh, Monday yeah, Night fun. Football on NBC Sports. Yeah. 3 o'clock. Um, so we take a look at the table now. Liverpool do have that five-point lead on City. Um, Tottenham, with their win, have crept up to just two points back of City for second place. So mm-hmm. it just it, I don't think Tottenham's in the title race. Not saying that, just they're, they're in that area right now. Uh, well, the only thing I'd say to that, remember, let us... Like, God, they got a seven-point lead on. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, hey, Tottenham are in a better position. It's true. There you go. That's very true. Uh, speaking of those teams, Arsenal uh, and Chelsea, both seven points back of Tottenham for third. Uh, they're both at 47 points. United just two points back of both of them for for what could be a fourth-place spot. Uh, as we hit the mid-table and drop to the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone, uh, Palace, Southampton, Burnley, all on 23 points, all four points <coughs> clear of the drop zone. So there, there is a little bit of separation forming. Uh, Cardiff right now, as I mentioned, are four points back with 19 points. Uh, Fulham are six points back, even with their win. Huddersfield, 12 points back. Um, looking more and more like uh, they will be the first team out of the Premier League this season. Um, so that will do it for our football talk. Uh, as far as matches, let's hit the news and notes. Uh, and, and Wes, when you, when you mention Manchester United and, the, and their hot start and under their new manager and, and everything going on, all of a sudden, coupled with this news, it's like, could United actually make the final eight of the Champions League? 
Um, Neymar will be out until the end of March, maybe the rest of the season, uh, with uh, a- another injury he picked up. Um, I believe it's a foot injury. Um, and he will be missing both Champions League matches against United. Uh, so now in two years of PSG play, uh, where he came to win the Champions League, he has played in one knockout stage match. Yeah. One. Um, but so very disappointing for him. Um, and and West, this as, as much as this helps Manchester United potentially to to beat PSG in the two <clears throat> legs, this has got to suck for Thomas Tuchel and and this whole PSG experiment that they just cannot catch a break. Not that they necessarily deserve it, but it doesn't seem like they can catch a break at all. Oi, feck them. Yeah, pretty much. That's that is true. <laughs> um. <clears throat> It is tough, um, but at the same time, it's one of those, you know, don't, you can't really feel bad for it. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Oh, man, we've lost Neymar. What are we going to do? Oh, yeah, we've got Killian Mbappe and um, um, Cavani. Cavani up front. Yeah. Jesus, God, life's so hard for him, isn't it? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, no, it is going to be a little more interesting. Um, going forward, and, and you know they're not. I mean, basically, they are a competition team at this point, mm-hmm. as we will understand. I mean, they're not. You know, they're not losing. The, you know, they're not losing. <laughs> yeah. any, oh, any yeah. means. That's not happening. But <clears throat> I mean, this is this is why they were brought in. This is why they spent this money is to win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you know now they're facing a United team that yes, as we talked about, they are red hot. You know this, um, but at the same time, man, I mean, this—I don't believe that this is a—I don't believe this is a PSG team that is just by name. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I saw when they beat stage was a team that you know yes Neymar is a part of it as much as you can't stand him Mm -hmm. but um, at the same time I mean this is a team they're really good like yeah it's not like oh we put all our money in the (laughs) they put a lot of money in a lot of people and I just um, I think there's a chance for them to still take care of business um i'm once again my thing with united is let me see you do it against you know against one of the top teams Mm -hmm. and well this is going to be there you know this is going to be against a top side to really see what they have um so you know it's, it's not quite as easy as just you know, well, United are hot. Mm-hmm. No, there is still going to be a fight on their hands. Sure. And I still, I, now I think it's a lot closer now, but I still have to believe just based on their overall performances on the season and what there is to write about, I still believe that PSG are the favorites. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, call me crazy. I just think PSG are still the favorites, though. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But I mean, I'm not ready to hand it to you. 
Mm-hmm. They've had a nice run of form here, which has been a great run of form. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, at the same time, PSG is still really good. <laughs> yeah, I think you get. I think once again, I know I've mentioned it now. This is if you know we could start a drinking game on saying you know we're we're a very reactive society. Yeah. So um, you know, let's let's not just completely write off PSG with no Neymar. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because I think uh, I think that could actually open it for uh, Mbappe to just show everyone, remind everyone just how damn he is. Yeah, it's true. And he's damn good. He is very, very good. <clears throat> Trust uh, me. I think I think if most people play around PSG, I think it'd be hard pressed to find people who'd be like, oh, I just oh, we want Neymar. You can keep Mbappe. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah that, that that'll we will see you are correct so it's it's going to be interesting as always is with psg um so as we hit some transfer news uh again from what we have already uh we have we know things like alvaro morada because of Iguain coming to chelsea morada has completed his move he will be moving to spain uh dennis suarez is coming from spain uh, on a loan deal with an option to buy over to Arsenal. So the the 25-year-old will be heading over to see what he can do for Unai Emery's side. Uh, but one guy that doesn't look like he's moving, which boggles my mind for, for a team that is so loan happy, uh, Chelsea are standing firm on Callum Hudson-Odoi not going to Bayern Munich. Uh, maybe they've just finally learned their lesson. Well, Who don't knows? forget, they don't want to loan him. Yeah. yeah Bayern wants to just straight up buy him. That is true. Um, <laughs> Bayern have sent in four bids so far, uh, including one that is 35 million pounds, the most recent one. Um, Hudson Odoi's contract is another 18 months. Um, so the rest of this season and then next season as well. Um, he's only 18. Wes, as you mentioned, Chelsea, not a big fan of playing their youngsters. So he certainly hasn't gotten any time. It, it, it's very interesting that for for what is such a, a somewhat unknown commodity, that they are being so hesitant to sell him to a non-English side. Well, but here's another thing. Here's one reason. I mean, right now, what is the hottest thing in world football when it comes to transfers? And that's the Bundesliga going in and getting mm-hmm. Suddenly, you know, um, you've got young English superstars suddenly playing in the Bundesliga, mm-hmm. and you've got egg all over the face of these Premier League clubs who are losing them for nothing. Yeah. Um, with Sancho being the uh, – Sancho at Dortmund is obviously the poster boy of that right now. And I think right now um, – I think Chelsea are scared to death. You know, Chelsea have already taken enough PR hits. <laughs> I think right now they're just terrified that um, they're going to take another one if Hudson Odoi goes to Bayern. And of course, you know, you look at it. Well, if Bayern want him, he must really be something. And they're they're terrified that they're going to lose the next Jaden Sancho. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, you look around now. There's a, uh, you know, just today it looks like. Um, Arsenal have one of their young English players on the way to Leipzig, uh, Emil Smith Rowe, mm-hmm. who now looks like he's he's on his way, um, you know, to on loan. 
but it could be a loan with an opportunity to mm-hmm. in the future. And you know, right now these these young English talents, especially the ones coming through the the academies at the Chelsea's of the world, the Arsenal's, the uh, Manchester Cities, who are not finding a pathway to the first team. Which once again we talked about United, Liverpool, Tottenham. Mm-hmm. They are finding pathways to the first team for their top young players if they think they're good enough to play. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, they're finding that where these other and they're risking losing these players, which in the long run, <clears throat> you look at it in the homegrown talent quotient mm-hmm. that or quota. You know, you've got to have a certain number. Well, these guys qualify. Also, you're not having to pay transfer fees on these guys, or if thousand pounds and get them from Charlton or somewhere small like that. You know, I mean, Liverpool played, paid, I think a couple million pounds for Joe Gomez. Mm-hmm. You know, why would you want to turn around and then lose that guy and then be forced to have to go and buy a 60 million pound player to replace what you could have brought up through your own Academy. Mm-hmm. And once again, we've talked about Tottenham's economics. For them, it's huge to bring these guys through. Where City's like, whatever, we'll just go buy another superstar. Well, Chelsea are suddenly finding it harder to go buy that superstar, and they're losing these guys. So it's like, shit, you know, this is our ready-made talent. Basically giving them away. Now, of course, now when you start looking at the money for Hudson Odoi, I think it's gotten such big, um, big newsmaker with it is because, you know, suddenly they're talking about paying $30 million pounds for a guy who's played you know three senior matches mm-hmm. that's where this one's becoming such a big deal where this drain of english talent going to the bundesliga so much a drain i'll say more a pipeline i think is really the interesting uh facet of this story to me just amazing and and it, it doesn't seem like this is going to get resolved until the summer when when Chelsea might reopen uh, their their mind on this, but this is this is very very interesting to me. So we'll see, we'll see if Chelsea manage to hold on to him and then actually play him. So well, and, here, and here's another thing to keep an eye on. Sure, you know, we talked we talked at length about Sorry earlier that he made well now Sorry's having to juggle. I've got this 18 year old that we're trying to keep happy because the club does not want to lose this player. But at the same time, sorry is sorry's biggest concern is I've got to keep my. Mm-hmm. So they have to find the um, they have to find that balance of trying to keep this player and keep him happy, keep him in the loop, but also sorry just trying to keep his job for another year. Yeah. So I mean this this has this is a potential landmine at every step for Chelsea with this, and the thing is if they do end up losing him. It's a massive PR hit, especially like, bam! Mm. It's a massive PR hit for him. Oh, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea! <laughs> what have you done? So, yeah, I mean, this is just so much more than just, oh, yeah, ten-year-old player. Yeah, so that is that is going to do it for our our transfer talk. I uh, can't wait to see. Uh, real quick, oh. I just want to throw one in there. Sure, go ahead. Uh, Miguel Almiron, who was. The- best player in MLS this year mm-hmm. looks like they're going to break their club transfer record finally yeah. from I mean of all things Newcastle's club transfer record is 15 million pounds for Michael Owen Jeez. 
2006. <laughs> and I haven't broken it since. Obviously, we talked about Mike Ashley. But uh, Al Marone, j- just the fact that this is an MLS player, mm-hmm. a guy who basically made his name in MLS and is going to a Premier League team for potentially 20 million pounds, this is suddenly starting to open the market. And now if Al Marone goes over plays well, um, God, Tyler Adams had a magnificent debut for Leipzig in the Bundesliga. We've yeah. seen the young Americans go to the Bundesliga. We've seen Pulisic now being the big money coming over uh, to Chelsea from Bayern. This could be kind of the beginning of the American market actually being a worthwhile uh, investment. Yeah, I think absolutely. Um, and, and another, just a quick one. <clears throat> You know, we did somewhat adopt Atlanta as our team this year and talk mm-hmm. about them like three times. But anyway, yeah, as they were on their way to like a historically great season. Um, Atlanta just signed uh, Pete Martinez, who is coming off leading River Plate to the Copa. Mm-hmm. And uh, 25 years old, playmaker, voted the best player in South America. And, uh, you know, was connected with Barcelona, was connected with Real Madrid. Um, nothing there was ever firm, but you know, you figure a 25 year old Argentinian who just won the Copa and is the best player in South America. Oh, well, you know, he, he'll be heading to Spain or he'll be heading to Italy or something. And he chose, no, I want to go to, I want to go to MLS. That's, I mean, combine that with Almiron. I mean, that's, um, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and then Pochettino this week statement, you know, that, hey, you know, I would I would enjoy being in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's – things are starting to look up, I think, for MLS. Mm-hmm. MLS has a chance. Just don't fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, and, and, and being willing to, to have some of your best players go overseas and, and trusting that there's yeah. other talent out there exactly. that can refill MLS – and not have exactly. to rely on the Wayne Rooney's of the world. You're, exactly, it'll be okay. It's going well, and there are, there's also talk about maybe expanding or some owners mm-hmm. designated player. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can understand that because it does kind of hold down some of the things you can do. But even if they expanded it to one more slot a team, you know, that would help be able to bring in some of this top level talent as well. Certainly. And that so, is huge yeah. for them. So, Yay, we might finally start caring about it. Oh, that's an excellent, excellent eagle right there. Um, um, With that, let's hit the watch for Wes. What have you been watching in the week that was the week that will be? Brother, I've been so busy, but I have no chance to start watching season two of Punisher. Oh. On uh, on Netflix. And um, so far, I'm three episodes in. And I am I am early pleased. It's okay, it's still, it is still brutal. I'm very uh, glad I to believe it's already been announced that this is going to be the last season. Uh, Netflix and Marvel kind of get yeah each other, and I hate it, man. Because I mean, I, I like Punisher, and I know you don't don't worry, Wes. You'll be able to subscribe to the Disney streaming service and and get all of the Marvel shows there. I mean, we'll see. I mean, you know how I do have a. So it may be worth my money to stream Disney one day. I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, I guess. I'm well, to be fair, I do believe they, they have said that there is going to be a show 
that is based around Tom Hiddleston's Loki. That's cool. The only thing I'm scared about, it's kind of like with just Marvel itself going to do. Yeah. Are you going to completely pussify this? Yeah. Because Daredevil, all this shit on Netflix was hard. Yeah, it was. I mean, fucking Punisher is hard. Mm-hmm. I don't want to end up on Disney and suddenly it's like, ha, 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 hey, Punisher, what's up, buddy? Want to go on down to the candy shop? Yeah. I don't, I don't mean Mickey showing up on Punisher, which uh, we'll see. But um, <laughs> Can, the, can yeah. the Punisher kill people by snapping his fingers? I don't think so. Can the Punisher kill people by just overcharging them out of the ass of the yeah. world? That too. <laughs> that, that'll be Punisher's next job is um, <laughs> selling t- the magic hey kid I gotta check your bag did you, you used, the kids next, didn't you used to be on the walking dead but yeah I mean so we'll we'll see but uh, yeah I've been I've been impressed with Punisher through three episodes so far glad to hear um uh of course of course, the nine nine is back, and and it's been nine nine so good, so so good. We do we did have some heartbreaking news this past week though, um, which technically we knew was coming. We just didn't know exactly, or at least I knew was coming. I just didn't know exactly when it was coming. Um, have you seen the latest episode? I have not. I've, I've mm. I do not have uh, quite my DVR capabilities. I did yet. Okay, and I haven't caught up on it. All right. So I won't say what happens. I'll tell you what. I will tell you what, Ed. Hmm? I will give you 45 seconds mm-hmm. of airtime. I will take my headphones off. Okay. And I want you to talk about it. Okay. Are you ready? So, so we'll go in. Let me, let me, because I have an actual clock here. Going three, okay. two, one. Mm-hmm. Now. 45 seconds. Go. Okay. So, um, ah. Uh, Gina, we're gonna miss you. Uh, we, we knew it was coming. Uh, uh, Peretti said she was. Chelsea Peretti said she was uh, gonna be leaving this season of Brooklyn Nine Nine uh, under good terms. But oh, we love Gina. We love Gina so much. It, the show won't be the same, but it can still be good. Um, you did Jake dirty in the episode, but you came good in the end. So, Gina, we will we will see you next in the next episode, and then never again. So. We love you, Gina. Good for you. All right. Um, I'm just going to... I think I have like five seconds left. All right, Ed. I'm coming back in five, okay. four, that was right. three, two, one. I am back. Okay. All right. We're done. Did you get everything in that you need to say? I did. Fantastic. I did. So yeah. I cannot wait to see this. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I will get a text from you when when and it happens. So uh, Look for maybe Friday. Oh, and I had, I had uh, one... Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I actually bought my tickets today uh, because they come in limited runs. Um, it is a, a documentary uh, that Peter Jackson, mm. uh, you know, who did Lord of the Rings yes. and all that, is a documentary done, which has gotten rave reviews. It's called They Shall Not Grow Old. Oh. And oh. It, is, um, it is basically restored and colorized footage of World War One. Oh, okay. Um, and it has had limited theaters on just like certain days. Mm-hmm. I know during like on Veterans Day, it had a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it just every single day they've had a run, I've had to work. Oh, God. I mean, it's like they'll do a day here and then a day. Well, 
I happen to see today that they're doing a run. It's on Friday. I'm off on Friday. I have no responsibilities. At 145 on Friday, I'm going to watch. Yay. And I'm extremely excited. I've literally wanted to see So um, I'm excited about that. I will give a mini next week uh, as I break down. No spoilers as I break down one. Yay. Um, also, Don't worry, folks. I won't tell you who won. <laughs> yeah. But also, the fact that we speak English may give it away. That's true. Uh, also, real quick, uh, season three's finale of The Good Place um, took place this past Thursday. Um, I, that, there's there's one moment that actually made me cry, which is hilarious in a way, because the line that made me cry is an actual joke. But it's said, and this will probably mean nothing to you, Wes Bradshaw, because you don't watch, but it's said by Kristen Bell uh, yeah. as she is crying... And I quote, because I have it in front of me, it's not a joke, I'm a legit snack. That's the line. She is a snack, and that line made me cry. Um, oh my. Oof. Oof, 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 oof. She is a snack. I personally love me some Kristen Bell. Oh, she's great. Um, I am actually going to my, my hot list right mm. now, and Kristen Bell is sits number eight on my hot list. That's... On my, on my love list, we'll put... Oh, Wes, between uh, yes, Wes. Before we hit the the so raw, why don't why don't you tell us who's uh, seven through one on there? Uh, seven through one. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so eight, seven. Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. However you want to say, yeah. it. fucking Wonder Woman. Dude. <laughs> yes, love her. I watched Justice League for the first time a few. Weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That's a hideous movie. She's so hot. I love her. Uh, number six, Mrs. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, mm-hmm. Deadpool, Black Lively. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, the ultra lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, the ultra lovely Anna K. Yeah, okay. That's thing from a little nerd girl there. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, a blast from the past, Trish Strass. Yeah, that, okay. Uh, still gets my blood pumping. Uh, number two, I can say it now because uh, my Amazon thing is upstairs. Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I feed a fury herself. And number one, oh, felt so bad for this morning standing outside in the cold of Minnesota. NBC's on Dylan Dreyer. <laughs> That's right. And uh has not been added to the Campbell. I have a type in. Mm-hmm. They're called tiny blonde weather girls. Yes. I love most of all of them. <laughs> Chris and Bell comes in eight on the love list. Hey, that's not a that's not a bad spot though. Um so you mentioned Alexa Bliss. Uh oh, that that's the segue into So Raw we were looking for, so take it away. Okay, folks, I'm going to give you a qu- just some match re- mm-hmm. this week. And then we got some major news that actually hit the wire yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, Royal Rumble this past weekend. I have yet to watch it, folks. I'm sorry. Shoot me in the face. Work work sucks when I have to work. Um, and they always they always do the Royal Rumble when I can't. Or they always do pay-per-views lately when I just can't watch them. My timing is bad. If they'd done it this Sunday, I'd be fine because I have nothing else to watch. Hmm. Fuck you, Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> but um, the winner of the men's Royal Rumble match was Seth Rollins. The winner of the women's Royal Rumble match was Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Daniel Bryan retained title. Um, Brock Lesnar retained his world title. Oscar and Ronda Rousey both retained. So on Monday night, that meant uh, Royal Rumble winners got to choose who they wanted to face at WrestleMania. 
Seth Rollins has chosen Brock Lesnar. A Rollins Lesnar match. I am trying to think if we got one of these. Go. I really. I don't think they did a one. Now I know when Rollins won his first title was at WrestleMania. He cashed in um, the Money in the Bank during a match with Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar actually pinned Roman Reigns to win that title. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever gotten a one-on-one Lesnar-Rollins, and I might be wrong, but, you know. Um, So that's going to be your main event at WrestleMania for the um, Universal title, Rollins versus Lesnar. And then I'm going to tell you one. This is going to be something, because we were supposed to get a few months ago and kind of went haywire, and we did. Becky Lynch is challenging Ronda Rousey. Oh, boy. For the Raw women's title. And, man, I mean, Becky Lynch right now, talked about some. Becky Lynch might just be the best pure performer right now in WWE. Just um, just because of the way that she's carried herself, the character mm-hmm. she's doing, this, uh, this kind of tweener heel face that she's doing now. She... You know, she's she's kind of got this air. Steve Austin slash Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. It's like she's a little crazy. And then she's just like a little badass who playing any of the tropes of, oh, I'm a good guy past that, which is, thank God, because that was getting so stale with yeah. her. But her versus Rousey, I mean, that could just be, that could really, really just steal the show with how how over Becky Lynch is. So we're looking forward to that. The big news that hit the wire, Dean Ambrose, who obviously I mean, talked about Dean Ambrose. I mean, remember folks, this, one of the first major events when this show started was the breakup of the shield. And ever since then, obviously a big part of so raw has been the journey of Dean Ambrose. It's announced WWE's announced Dean Ambrose is not going to resign with WWE when his contract is up in April. Oh my. Um, now a lot of people, oh, that means he's, um, I think that's a very good possibility. He jumps also the possibility, possibly that, um, he could just pan and Japan. Uh, there are options out there now for God thing with Ambrose is Ambrose is going to become one of the first ones in recent memory who was a top WWE guy. Just like, I don't want to resign. You know, now there have been guys who they maybe WWE didn't have anything for them. You know, Cody Rhodes, who has become just huge on the independent scene, mm-hmm. is one of the principal guys in the new AEW. You know, when Cody Rhodes asked and received his release from WWE, <clears throat> it was because he was completely buried in the lower mid card in a uh, a character that he didn't like in a character that the fans didn't really care for at the time, just over. He had no storyline. That was one thing. Um, Chris Jericho, who's gone on, you know, Jericho kind of comes and goes. That's just how Jericho is. Jericho comes in, runs. And for Ambrose, a guy who has recently been WWE champion, um, is involved in high-profile dudes, has had a huge character change here recently, was involved, was obviously in the Shield. To me, this is a big one. This could be the first, like, big guy who's left to potentially jump to AEW. Mm. 
Now, Ambrose, it has been, you know, said before, Ambrose is kind of a personality-wise. He's not your typical WWE. Oh, you know, I was a great college athlete, and I'm proud to be here, da-da-da. Ambrose has always kind of walked his own path and done things differently anyway. So I don't know if this is going to become a trend, but, you know, if Dean Ambrose becomes one of their top guys, you know, the one thing that we've talked about for talked about WCW and shutting down was no one had a real legitimate second option. Dean Ambrose could prove, hey, you know, and out there, you know, for guys that's not WWE, and that will do nothing but improve the product mm-hmm. because that could force WWE have to get better not be able to rest on their laws because, you know, got top talent, but man, you know, suddenly these guys have an option where, you know, if I use them, they're not beholden to us. They're and the rise of new Japan has helped. And AEW could be the next one. To, could maybe be the first guy to exploit that. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling for it. I like Dean Ambrose. I like, I like the character. I like the guy who he is regularly. Um, I, I hope I hope it works out. So, but that's kind of the big news going around. Result. Oh my! Oh, so wrong. Um, I also saw uh, Nakamura tweeted out WCW today. That was interesting. I wonder uh, was it his woman crush. I, I didn't. It was. That's what I thought. It was. It was literally just a tweet. Let me see. Let me see if I can. I can find Mister Nakamura on, on the Twitter. I, I will say it because I mean there is. You know, you can say that there there is no WCW anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, uh, oh my God. Where Where is this? Do you know what his Twitter handle is? Because I I don't actually. God, I cannot remember. Uh, is it is it this? Oh, I got it. Yeah, it's literally just it just says WCW. That that's his most recent tweet from today. Just just literally says WCW. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. We'll just uh, have to see going forward. Yeah, it's fine. It's probably it's yeah. probably just he's his own women woman crush Wednesday. We, we love you, Shinsuke. All right. Um, so that is going to do it for episode 247 of the Foreign of the Air podcast. Once again, big shout out to our sponsors, uh, including uh, NGSE Sports, as well as Alicia's Pills and Things, as well as all our podcast providers, including Pondb.com, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Play Music, the iTunes Music Store, and iHeartRadio. Um, you can check them out on the social medias. You can also check us out there on Twitter. We are at AFA Pod as a collective. Wes, you're. I'm at West Bradshaw 21. I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, The All New Sports Show. Uh, you can email us at that address, allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Um, so we'll be back next week uh, to recap uh, this week in the Premier League. Uh, any crazy transfers that happen, we'll have. And then um, let me think, what what is next week as far as dates? Um, cause I don't think anything else is happening. Um, I mean, we'll have a run of Premier League matches, but 
Yeah. Uh, so we'll do the Premier League matches, and then the week after our next pod will be the restart of the the Champions League. So we could do a really yeah. quick little preview of the matches to come there. So we'll we'll have that and plenty more, I'm sure, to come on the next episode of the AFA Pod. But before we get out of here tonight, Wes, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, uh, I was like we said, don't watch the Super. <laughs> the worst reason. Watch it because, as I'm contractually mandated to uh, say, Todd Gurley was the first ever guest on the Now Defined Sports Show, which was myself and Ed Green's first foray into a weekly show. Yeah. Todd Gurley was our first guest, so now he's coming full circle, and he's going to win the Super Bowl, uh, win the MVP, and bring him on our Now Defined Show. Yeah. (laughs) Because he promised he'd bring us the Heisman. Oh, so we're going to have to – I wonder if that that, – building or that room in the uh the old power plant building is uh is being rented by anybody i'm quite sure it's open <laughs> or you just break in and just set up a camera and be like hey todd just sit here on this incredibly crappy chair on this very wobbly desk and uh just talk to us for about 20 minutes we'll find somewhere to play it oh yes we we would we, we I, I believe i may be a future co-host of morning Yes. Uh, you, you're going to have to tell me when you're on because I will wake up early to watch that. Um, oh, that would be very enjoyable. I, I, would, I, would, I would call in for that. Um, so, I just want to talk about Rocky Mount City Council. I, I would love, I would have been okay if you had talked about Rocky Mount City Council. So you would enjoy watching me do it because you know it. <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. It's... Don't care. Can we please talk about the Premier League? <laughs> Two minutes. Uh, 60 seconds of soccer makes it. Promise me 120 seconds of soccer. <laughs> 120 seconds of soccer. Uh, uh, two minutes. Uh, two minute soccer tangent. We'll, we'll workshop this. Uh, but two minute tangent. Yeah. For my calling crime, Wes Bradshaw, I'm Edward Green. Thank you so much for joining us here on the uh, Foreign Fair Podcast. Until next time, stay safe and enjoy the football. And good night, Adrian Rabiot. It looks like you're staying in Paris and not doing anything. God. His... I've been waiting for you to just go, fuck you, Adrian Yeah, Rabiot. fuck you, Adrian. Fuck you and your mom. Just, uh... your mom. She's the worst. Yeah, that's... I come to Liverpool, I'll be a big fan. But no. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm so glad we're not dealing with that bullshit. Like, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think I think they they really overplayed their hand, and, uh, and, and now like this show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. 
Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.